You are listening to Black Men in the Right World. Hey everyone, this is kind of a unique episode for us. Uh, we just, you know, it's been a weird week. You know, we just saw the debates yesterday, which we'll do a separate episode responding to that. But uh, there was some kind of crazy news that broke last week, right, Mike? Uh, yeah. It, well, there was a series of things, but the biggest uh, piece of news, I guess, that we're paying attention to was the... I guess the decision on the cops involved in the Breonna Taylor murder um, and um, how that played out. Like, off the top of my head, I just, I can't recite exactly what the charges were or what the charges weren't. And I don't really care to even, like, get into that piece. I think it's just very important to speak on the, I guess, the condition and how I see black women being treated overall within the community of the entire United States, the world, and then also something that is very personal to me, how they are being treated within my own community, the, the community of black people, black men. Um, so yeah, that's, those are just, that's just kind of the things I want to touch on today, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, like, I, I feel like my role in this is, because you and I talked about this a bit, and I would just love to hear you talk, and, and I'm going to ask you maybe some questions that will help kind of get to some things that we talked about last week that I feel like would be good to, sure. to touch and, on. Sure, and, and I guess the biggest piece of, of all of this is that I'm not speaking as, like, this is what the black woman's experience is in America, because I have right. no idea, not even a little bit, because I'm not a black woman. <laughs> and I, I definitely don't. Yeah, you know, <laughs> your ass definitely don't. Know but yeah. I, I'm speaking as as a black man and a, and a black man who was raised by a black woman, how I play a part in this and how uh, how my role and how my my life is affected or affects the the lives of a black women so yeah I and i think i think it's important to, to to speak on that and so yes that's why i'm yeah i think it's good that we're talking about this sure um, <laughs> <laughs> one thing also that i was going to mention in the intro that i forgot was uh so we've been like moving the past couple of days like, we haven't moved houses, but we're moving rooms. And I hate it. I hate moving. I hate <laughs> changing. Like, it's just rooms, so it's not that bad. But I just, I'm tired of putting things in boxes. Like, I feel like that when you're moving is the one time when you wish that you, would like, didn't have shit. Yeah. And you were like, damn, I wish I had one pair of clothes and, like, a, a half a pair of shoes and that's it. But, like, you know, of course my ass has, like, things I collected over the last, like, 15 years. So... It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it makes you want. It makes you envy those those guys that like just get get a van and they're like, oh, I live my whole life in a backpack like George Clooney and up in the air, and I live in a van and I just travel around the world. I make Instagram videos. Right. It's like it's like they're basically their lives are trash all year, but then that one year, one day when they have to move, it's like they're the, living the best life. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's definitely something that's been frustrating me. That we're, the fact that we're moving, and also that I feel like I have like dust or something in my eye, or I don't know. It's my first time dealing with allergies because apparently there's been enough racism going on this year that I have allergies now. 
I think it might be proximity to me, like you're maybe allergic to white people now. I maybe. I was fine for so many years, and then after fucking 2020, it's like, nah, bitch, you got allergies now, and your eyes are fucking up. It's, it's kind of it's kind of like your your history with realizing you're allergic to dairy. I know. Damn. It like just popped up overnight. Is dairy like, not enough? Now my eyes are fucked up. Do I have to just have, get fake eyes now? Oh my god, <laughs> I can't do this. Um, but let's. Uh, I guess let's, I'm just gonna just jump into it. Yeah, please. So the last week and uh, whatever the week is that the week of September something something it's <laughs> if you're not listening uh, to this, i'll pull it up is the week of september 21st to the, the week of 26th. September 21st so during that week uh there was my mom's birthday um and i it's her birth something in the 60s uh but she looks like she's like 30 maybe um so there there was that my beautiful mom's birthday and mm-hmm. then also this same week the Breonna Taylor, uh, the cops involved with Breonna Taylor not getting charged what they should be charged with because our, our judicial system fucking sucks. And then on top of that, I've, of course, been following because I'm a you know, social media junkie. Um, the situation between Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez released an album and response. Because apparently niggas get responses to, to when they create a problem. They're like, I need to be able to rebuttal. It's like, you don't need a rebuttal. We already know what you did. For people who don't know, could you just summarize that yeah, real quick? so apparently Megan Thee Stallion, the rapper, uh, she she went to a pool party or something, a Kylie Jenner's pool party with her best friend, Tory Lanez, and they all were driving in a car leaving that pool party. They should have been out in the first damn place. Yeah, I was well, going to say, in a pandemic? Yeah, in a pandemic. So that's they all should have been at home. Yeah. But, they out, so they're out, and then apparently they're like coming back or something doing. I don't know all the details. I don't care about all the details. All I know is uh, they get pulled over because Tory Lanez apparently is about to get arrested for having a, a legal firearm or something in his car. So there's that, uh, and then they arrest Megan Thee Stallion as well, or at least it looks like that in the video. She's raising her hands and all that, but she's limping and stuff, and it's like, what's going on? A police report comes out that she uh, stepped on glass, and that's why she was limping. But then we come to find out that she wasn't limping because of glass. She was limping because she got shot in the foot. Um, and then also on top of that, she just didn't get shot in the foot. Tory Lanez apparently shot her. Wait, so how was the police report wrong? Was it was it just she didn't say that that's what happened? Or? I don't know. That's because it was just it wasn't even a police report. It was just like immediately, you know, like media news, TMZ and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they were reporting automatically from what they saw. I got gotcha. you. Uh, but see, all of that's irrelevant because... I'm just paying attention to what comes out of Megan Thee Stallion's mouth because right. why would she lie? And even if she is lying, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to take that lie. We've been, I've been dealing with Donald Trump's whack-ass, fat-ass lies all year long. So Four years. Uh, yeah, uh, all four years. So why can't I, like, I'm going to believe women. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not in the business of, of questioning them and not believing them. If a woman wants to lie 99 times, then shit, I'm going to be fooled 99 times because why not believe somebody? Um, when they talk about something as serious as getting shot. So, yeah, she said she got shot in the foot by Tory Lanez. Um, of course, there's Tory Lanez says he didn't do it. Um, and then he's talking a lot of shit. And then all of his followers, which are like men, uh, a lot of them black men, which is makes my stomach hurt, are all defending him as well. Like, oh, we don't know, we don't know the whole story. We can't just jump to like conclusions. This is attack on black men. How dare she? Oh, she... You know, like, it's all these things that... It starts getting real ugly. 
Sounds yeah. like a lot of the terminology and the verbiage that people use to defend police-involved shootings, right? actually. So isn't that ironic? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it it's crazy that uh, people, that black men or black women, whoever these people are that are defending Tory Lanez in this situation, who don't even, he ain't even a friend, he don't even know them like that. They're defending him the same way we get mad at these like white militias and, and far-right people defending cops. So that's already a problem. On top of that, it's just like there's a history of black women not being believed, whether it's in uh, black women in, in, in dealing with uh, medicine and in hospitals and doctors. Uh, and that whole situation, look it up if you need some if you need some uh, information. I don't need to go into detail, but you just know this is a racist fucking country, and we don't we mistreat women. So why would they not mistreat black women? Um, and on top of that, it's just the fact that we I feel like we're attacking her for for to, for no reason because she's not gonna get there's no gain for her. She's doing well without this. She didn't need to get shot in the foot to to rise to fame. Her her foot bullets have nothing to do with WAP being a fucking successful song. That's her talent. That's all her. She was talented in all that stuff way before that. You know, appearing on SNL with Chance the Rapper and doing Grammy or MTV performances and BET performances and all. Like she's doing all this shit on her own. She she does not need this situation at all, not even a little bit to to make herself succeed. Yeah, so there's really no to, benefit to make up a, a a fake foot shooting. She has nothing to gain. So it's it's the thing that messes me up so bad is because he releases this album last week during this whole situation and I want to say all three of these things were on the same day, weren't they? It felt like it was on the same day. Yeah. I don't know. My mom's birthday is on the 24th. So it must it must have been around that same time. Yeah. Uh so yeah, basically bam bam bam. But then I'm seeing as I'm listening to this to the what the album's about cuz I didn't even listen to a song cuz I said fuck this nigga I ain't gonna listen to a song and I don't care, you know, if if I get flack for saying this cuz like I whatever. I'm not I don't hate him. I don't even know him, but like at the same time I don't like the actions that you are taking. Uh but so this whole album basically is blaming her and saying if she doesn't doesn't get if none of the tendons were hit, how is it actually how she gets shot in the foot and all this stuff. It's all these weird ex- explanations that people use when they used to like hang us and kill us in the streets, um, like to justify our deaths. So that's not okay. It's not even a little bit okay, especially when we're trying to do this fight, this whole battle with Breonna Taylor. I feel like I'm just we're just constantly knocking on these doors trying to tell people to listen to us. That uh, Brianna Taylor's Brianna Taylor deserved to live, no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. what she was involved in, no matter what she said, no matter what she did, no matter what any any verdict or decision people want to come up with, but why she was there when she was, and where she was, and where she was standing, and who she knew, and who she was sleeping with, all that's irrelevant. She deserved to live. So we're over here trying to have this conversation and, and fight and fight the entire justice system and the entire government over this. And then you got just within our own community, we're fighting also to believe black women and believe women. So like it's it, it hurts and it's hard because it's like it, it, you can easily be a white person. Like I even I just think about even with just Grant as my roommate. I'm like, well, shit, if I go off and pop off and talk about racism and all this and then he catches wind of a news story and he sees these black people talking about like Breonna Taylor like this, he might be like, well, uh, what you know, he gonna be confused like. What 
I don't know which we you know whose side. What's what are we fighting for? Like even if he doesn't believe that, that's just that's just a, something that I think. Yeah, I can say safely like living with you as long as I have and being who I am. Like I I know better than to jump to conclusions or or, or assume that that just because you say something about that's critical of your community or critical of a person that 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 I then take that, I would never take that and then say, oh, this applies to all people, so therefore this fight or this injustice is not worth fighting for. Yeah. Like, no, that's bullshit. That's what people do who are ignorant and don't understand what's going on and don't understand that, like, these are individual issues and everyone, even wherever they are in their struggle, like, has things that they're working on and, and, and and, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, it's, you're just, I'm using it as an example, but, like, As a white man, like, I mean, I don't know. Your ignorance pops in and out. Am I, you know, I don't know when it's going to come in and out. Yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of so, talked about it last week, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, you pop it up like a gopher sometimes. But that's <laughs> for all of baby. us. I think, I think men. Um, yeah. That, that was just, it's really hard to deal with that because I just, I just feel like I'm always just at odds with there's a certain collective thought of a certain sect of people in the black community. This is why I, when I, when I talk about racism and I talk about white supremacy and I talk about specific white people being bad, if you as a white person, if you're listening to this, you can't immediately just associate yourself with that and be like, oh, he's talking about all of us and he hates all of us. Calm the fuck down. Because if I will say for the same token, there are, there are people of all races, ethnicities, colors, sizes, genders, we're everywhere that might not be good people. So that that can that can also be within my own community. And that's very hard to deal with because when you're fighting for the rights of an identity or a group of people, you are fighting for the rights of all of them. But then there are a group of them that will not honor that fight. There are a group of them that will that will not justify uh, the rights that are that are being fought for or the rights that they want to be given because because they might be a criminal or they might be involved in a gang or they might they might uh, try to cheat the system or they might just be, you know, a, 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 a not an upstanding citizen. And that could be within any any group. But it's really hard for me when I see, you know, black men do it because I'm just like, oh, we have enough to deal with. Like, I have enough to deal with. If I have to deal with worrying about the cops are going to shoot me in the back or if uh, I'm going to get this loan or if I'm going to be mistreated at my job or denied something because of the color of my skin. I don't want to also have to worry about if I go home to, you know, people who look like me, are they going to accept me? Or am I good enough? Am I black enough? Am I down enough? Is, did I struggle enough? And I feel like that's something I constantly deal with, uh, especially just being, you know, this whole thing with the, the entire podcast, being the token black guy. There, I don't know how many times I had to deal with people saying, oh, you're not you ain't black black and I'm like what the fuck is black black mean first of all nigga I'm 12 shades darker than you so I've been black black since I came on my mama so don't even start that bullshit <laughs> but then on top of that it's like it's just what does that mean I was I used to always be so confused because uh I didn't I was like oh is it because like the way I speak or the way I love to like use language and stuff like that I was like I'm sorry, that's my black mama taught me how to read and write when I was three years old. I don't, I can't, there's nothing I can do about that. I can't get rid of it. She had the flashcard. She taught me all of it. My brother taught me how to read chapter books. It's, that's going, that's what it is. So I learned that from black people. Then on top of that, it's like, 
oh, is it because of the school I went to or is it because of the the hobbies I have, like liking fantasy and liking video games and I don't know, writing and all that. I'm like, because I'm doing educational things or things that are more uh, scholarly, that doesn't make me black. So what do you want me to do? Like that, it's it's so confusing. And that that's a conversation I definitely hate having around white people because I'm like, they can easily just take that and be like, oh, see, you guys are not. And I'm like, nope, don't take this. This is an internal situation uh, <laughs> that we need to have amongst ourselves. But I'm sharing it with y'all right now. Notice, listeners, how I am shutting the fuck up yeah, while he's he, talking. He shut the fuck up. Uh, and then, so it's just, it's it's hard dealing with that and not feeling like you're amounting to the right to the right mode of blackness as a as a black person. And then I see that being played out in this in this Megan Thee Stallion situation where it's almost like they value and admire Tory Lanez for the language that he's using, for his derogatory uh, rebuttals to Megan Thee Stallion, for even having the gun, being arrested for the, having the gun, allegedly shooting her. All these things are cool. And I'm like, no, they're not cool. They're not cool. I'm sorry. Tory Lanez, T.I., Lil Wayne, all of y'all listen to some of your music, but all those things, every time you got arrested, every time you had guns, all that shit, that was not cool. You know it wasn't cool. Don't even try to pretend like it was cool. You want to do the opposite. And I can, I'm a clear, I know that's true because you can look at like T.I.'s podcast. You can look at the nicknames that everybody has from him. They say he learned big words. T.I. uses big words. He's highly educated. See, that's, now y'all all of a sudden it's cool when T.I. does it. When T.I. uses big words and starts saying things, it's fucking cool. But when I was doing it as a fucking, you know, kid and shit, you got to fucking ridicule me and make me feel bad and make me feel like shit. Make me feel like I'm a square or I don't like being black just because I fucking put the I.N.G. at the end of my fucking words. But, which I don't all the time, so I don't even know what they was talking about. I be sounding country as hell, so I don't know. It was just, it must, it was, I don't know. We don't truly know why people were talking shit. They might have just been haters. Because I don't think I sound that articulate. Um, but. I think a lot of times when people talk shit, it's because they are insecure. Yeah, pretty much. No matter who you are, no matter what color you are. Oh, yeah. I mean, that when I was younger, uh, there were people in my family who would be like, oh, you love running behind white people. You going to have, you know, you love white girls. And I'm going to tell you right now, no shade to any of them, but all of them probably married with white women and got white kids now. And I'm like, huh? Come again? Who won't, who won't do white people? So, yeah. Sounds like some Donald Trump level <laughs> projection. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, which is fine. Everybody can love everyone. Who cares? Yeah, fuck it. But just be mindful of of the hateful things you say. Same thing with this Twitter and this, and this conversations that are revolving around Megan Thee Stallion, especially during his, the Breonna Taylor verdicts and situations, is that uh, it's 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 hateful speech. It's not good. Just because it's between two black people don't mean it's not hateful speech. Just because it's between two black people doesn't mean it's not wrong. It is wrong. It's like, believe her. We have a... I don't know what's wrong with men in this country. I don't know what's wrong with us. I'm going to say us, because I probably have done it plenty of times. I don't know what's wrong with us that we can't seem to figure out when and when not is a good time to be like, let's put women in our place because they don't need to be put in anywhere. We we haven't they haven't been allotted very much. So I don't know what the fuck we mad about. Like men haven't had it that that hard. I understand as a black man, shit is really fucked up for us. But imagine if you are the mother of those children. 
Imagine if you are that 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 are getting fucked over. Imagine if you are the wife of that of that man that is getting fucked over. Imagine, and so he comes home mad as hell because white men mistreated him, and now he's disrespectful to his wife. So now she has to deal with the hurt and pain of both situations, her own pain and his pain. So it's like I, I just it just it really fucked me up. It was a really fucked up week. Yeah, and uh, I think like obviously like with your mom's birthday, like there was a that moment- was a good moment. That well, that was bad. a great, yeah, that's great. But I, I walk into the room, you know, just from my perspective, and you're trying to make a post about your mom, like on Facebook, and you're just getting distracted by all of this shit, whether it's, you know, people constantly talking about Brianna, constantly talking about, you know, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez, just all of this stuff just flooding in, and all you're trying to do is make this Always. positive, you know, this positive a- affirmation to your mom. Yeah, it was just all this hateful stuff. I don't understand what all the, what the hate is for. Well, I don't know where we why are we here. Like we need to get out of here. What the fuck are we doing with this hateful shit? Um, there's there's something really big that I that I think I always thought about this, and I'm not. I don't remember if my mama told me this or I just learned it from somewhere else. Most likely, I think I learned it from my mom. But I imagine if all of the different I these this is very just very simplistic, but. Of, of American, traditional American identities, imagine if they're on a totem pole. And I'm talking about Americans who don't have, technically have a country to associate back with or a continent. That would be uh, white Americans and black Americans. I know people are going to get mad and say, ah, I'm not saying everyone's not American, but right based off of our history and, and severing ourselves from Europe and, uh, and being slaves, technically white Americans and black Americans don't necessarily have a country to directly associate with for the most part. Uh, we just have America or United States to associate with. So on this totem pole, if you got white men at the top, because you know white heterosexual men, bam, they have to at the top of this totem pole. Then underneath them, you got you know uh, white women because uh, they're because they're white, cool. And then underneath them, you got black men. Okay, cool. But women are always going to be one one step below the men, right? So now you got black women. Now they're at the bottom. So they're at the very bottom of this totem pole. So uh, they get mistreated the most or disrespected the most. And Malcolm X even made a quote about it. He talked about it. The most disrespected woman in America is a black woman. The most disrespected person in America is a black woman. Because if black people are getting mistreated, you got Jim Crow laws, you got slavery, you got segregation, you got all that. Women can't vote. Women get paid less. Women get... uh, uh, the 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 ratings of uh, the domestic the rate of domestic violence and rape and and murder and all that stuff is really high against them. Now add all that up, put those two things together towards black women. That's what they're dealing with. So that that always fucks me up. That fuck that fucks me up so bad to think that in this world I can contribute to the hurt and pain of someone who's just trying to get ahead just like me or someone who looks just like my mom or my sister. Uh, so it's just, uh, it's just really, it's really hard to unpack. And so that was, that was just with the Megan, Megan Thee Stallion toy lanes. I was just looking at the disrespect to black women between the community. Now you got uh, Breonna Taylor and these cops, which is crazy because a woman was killed. A person, a human being was killed. I don't care all the fucking details who was a cop, who was black. It, a person was killed. And yet we still have this conversation where we're trying to justify each bullet. And we're trying to justify each motion that was made, each step into the house. To the uh, point where the only 
bullet, that, or the only crime that was committed was the bullet that didn't kill Brianna. Yes. The bullets that went hit, hit, through the, hit the walls of the house and the shit. The bullets that missed. Because apparently we're still stuck on this property is more important than black people. I'm like, are you trying to are you trying to set an example? Are you trying to show us a message that oh niggas that we should was steal property again? Because we used to be property too, and you didn't give a fuck about us when we were property. So to stop all that shit about you want to protect the fucking property. That's some bullshit. I don't want to hear that. You remember when you used to own us? Was you was you did you have Kyle Rittenhouse go out and stand and fuck fuck with an AR-15 and watch all the slaves and make sure they don't fucking break a nail while they picking all that cotton? Because you love your property so much? I think not. You mistreated us and disrespected us. So don't act... You care more about a fucking... Some wood and some stucco. That's what you care about. You don't care about property. You care about anything that is not black lives. You care about anything that is far away from a woman, apparently. And it's it's a problem. It's an issue. We shouldn't even be going... We sh- this shouldn't even be a conversation that we have to go back and forth on. It should be clear-cut. Clear-cut. Like, yeah. I... I remember all of the, the, like, when I was a little kid and the O.J. Simpson trial was happening, I remember how long that shit was going on. And they had, and they couldn't figure out what happened. They didn't know. Oh, my God. What is going to happen? This poor woman. Nah, nah, nah. Cops were still involved. Because, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe everywhere they go, somebody dies. But they were involved in that, too. But I just remember how long that took. And I never once heard anyone say that Nicole uh, Brown asked for it or Nicole Brown shouldn't have been walking in her uh, in her house at that time. Or Nicole Brown, maybe she should have. Maybe she shouldn't have been associated with OJ. Maybe she shouldn't have been associated with uh, whatever the Goldstein or whatever the fuck's name is. Uh, who she was with that also got murdered. Maybe she should have been associated with these people. I didn't hear people really say that. It's just like she was murdered. And that's all we need to ma- care about. Same with Breonna Taylor. It doesn't... Why are we caring? Why are we pulling up her history and all of that? It doesn't matter. Someone died. A black woman died. And we... And you got all these people marching in the street. You got white people, black people, men, women, children, everybody on the same page that this woman deserved to live. And then you got our justice system and attorney generals and shit in the state of Kentucky trying to act like they don't know when they have all the facts. Like, they're not sure. Yeah, you know, uh, Daniel Cameron is the attorney uh, general I didn't want to say his name because you know I'm mad at him. I, don't even... I, I know you're mad at him. But he I probably think... also tweeting that Tory Lanez didn't, didn't shoot Megan Thee Stallion. I was wondering rate. if there was a connection there. <laughs> he probably, probably, oh, whack-ass. Like, it's just, it doesn't, I'm just trying to like, Why? Why? Cause I is he licking white boy booty hole? Cause it, do it taste that good that you gotta sit here and disrespect your own people? Damn! I would quit my job. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Sorry. I wouldn't be an attorney general. <laughs> I yeah, it it's insane, and there's more to this story for sure. Like it's definitely not done because you know somebody who was in, a part of the grand jury came out and they said. You know, well, we weren't given the opportunity to even charge the uh, officers for homicide. Uh-huh. Like he didn't even present those charges See? to the grand jury to to vote on. You will you will be judged. You they will. Uh, you guys can probably stop Brianna Taylor from being from be, receiving her justice. Oh, but y'all will be judged if you keep playing these games. 
it was with people's lives and oh, just over politics and over some bullshit. They gon' you'll you'll get yours because and I'm not I'm not talking about threats from me. I'm talking about superpower, supernatural, higher power threats. Because you don't you don't play around like that. This is this is not how we treat human beings. This is not how we treat people. I hate I hate people. I hate a whole bunch of people. Oh, I I got a list. I got lists and lists and lists. I got a directory, but not one person on that list would I want to be murdered or killed, and I wouldn't and I wouldn't shed a tear for them or be upset by it. So, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's t- we're in a tough spot because Brianna deserves justice, but the system will not give her justice. So. It's like, there's two different parts to this. There's number one, how do we make sure that every black woman alive is treated with more respect and is treated more fairly, equal to, you know, the lives of white women, equal to white men, equal period. How do we, how do we make sure that happens? You know, how do we believe women? How do we trust women? How do we respect women better? And then at the same time, how do we also make sure that those that have lost their lives, like Breonna Taylor, like Sandra Bland, have justice, you know, through reform and through the justice system, you know, because they, they went and they, you know, made this law called, let's see, I have it here, Breonna's Law, which bans the use of no-knock warrants. See, but they, what, why? Why'd you do that? I thought, <laughs> I thought they did nothing wrong. Yeah, they gave the family $12 million. Why are you giving them $12 million? Well, yeah, if you I did wouldn't give money wrong. to anybody if I didn't do anything wrong. If I was like, what do you mean? This it's isn't... like they know they did wrong, but they can't charge the officers because technically what the officers did was legal and protected under the law. And this is why people are burning shit down. If right. you are a parent and you mistreat your children and abuse them and you refuse to acknowledge that you abuse them and you never apologize, but you keep buying them video games. You keep buying them toys. You keep giving them money to shut them up. They still gonna fucking wanna wanna hurt you one day. They're gonna that trauma's still there. They they might go out and shoot up a fucking school. They might go out and burn down a Starbucks. They might go out and protest for days on end and be mad at the police that caused the incident. That's what that's what's happening. You can't just keep trying to cover shit up with money and laws. With fake ass laws, with these Jim Crow bullshit laws, I don't need I don't need twenty one laws to tell me that I'm a human being. I thought the ones that you wrote when the fucking country started was supposed to be in my favor. Yeah. That's all you gotta do is just say yes, these ones apply to you as well. You don't need to make me a separate fucking constitution. You don't need to make me a separate fucking bill of rights. Just let the one that already exists apply to me and apply to Brianna. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I heard this interview with Noah Hawley. He was talking to uh, Elvis Mitchell on his uh, his show on on KCRW, and he's the one who does Fargo. He, he's a writer, and he he created the Fargo uh, series. And he was talking about the fourth season with Chris Rock in it. Um, and he had this great line where he was saying, I think he was quoting somebody. He said, like, you know, that the 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 great irony of America is they set up to create a country that was uh, for justice and equality for all, but then they never. They never, you know, paid off on that. And it sounds like the punchline to a joke. It's like you start a country based on justice and equality, but then you don't actually offer justice and equality for everyone. It's Nobody. like, yeah. And it's like, so satire without humor is violence. That's basically what it was. Ugh. It is fixable though. That is, that's a, that is a, the small sliver of hope. I'm going to, I'm going to leave, finish this off with. Cause, uh, 
I just I can't keep just yelling and being upset all the damn time. Yes. I want to be happy sometimes too, motherfuckers. Yeah. So, but uh, I bet that there is a little bit of hope. This can be fixed. This can be corrected. All of it can be corrected. You, Tori, you can change the world. I'm gonna talk directly to you. I'm gonna talk directly to uh, Ag um, Cameron. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom. Tom. Damn. Uncle. What's he? <laughs> Uncle. Somebody. Uncle Tom. Ag. Uncle Tom. <laughs> I'm gonna also talk Close to enough. you. Yeah, that's not like his name. Uh, you guys can. It's not too late. You can easily fix this. All you have to do is just admit you are wrong, admit you made a mistake, and say you need to fix this. Bet you ain't shit. I'm gonna admit I ain't shit. I haven't been shit for 32 years. I'm probably gonna be mildly ain't shit for the rest of my life. But at least I'm going to try to call myself out and know what I'm fucking up. And I'm going to do everything in my power to respect black women. I'm sorry. That's because if black women are at the bottom of this fucking uh, proverbial totem pole and I lift them up, guess what? Everybody that's already on top and above them is going to go higher, too. So don't you ain't got to worry about losing anything. You're also going to succeed. You make Kamala Harris your running mate. You might win the presidency. That's all. So don't be so mad. Don't be so scared and afraid of women or people that are black. Yeah, Definitely. And, you know, a, a cool thing that everyone at home can do uh, is we watch that. Sh- we watch the show Lovecraft Country yes, every week. This, this is this is a good thing. This is, yeah. this is empowering. So created by Misha Green, who's a black woman. Yes. Writer, creator Snaps of the show. Um, and there's a really awesome episode that came out this week. It was almost kismet that it was this week that it came out. Um, the episode is episode seven of Lovecraft Country called I Am. Um, and it's about a character in the show that was that maybe you know other show creators might have overlooked, or or maybe you know you might as wa- watching the show you might have overlooked the character. Yes. Oh, um, don't spoil it too much. Though. I'm not going to spoil it, but basically, it's a the the wife the the late wife. The fact that I'm even describing her as a wife of someone is problematic in and of itself. But she is uh, the uh, the wife of Uncle George, right on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her name is Hippolyta. She has her own episode that's kind of like her kind of odyssey. And, you know, as a black woman, she's uh, her husband. Well, no spoilers, but something might have happened to him. And now she's on her own and she's uh, going on a quest of self-discovery, so to speak. And uh, the episode is directed by Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Sealing and uh, co-written by Misha Green and Shannon Houston. And it was just a really cool episode just honoring the character of Hippolyta and also, I, th- I feel like, in general, like, black women. And just, like, their struggle and their journey and their power and their, you know, just their existence. And I don't know if you want to say anything else about it, but I was really moved by it, personally. Uh, yeah, I was moved by it. I feel like this whole year has been just, like, shows that have, everything that has moved me has been led by black women or stars of black women. Like, when you got Watchmen, you got Insecure, you got I Made a Story, you got uh, Lovecraft Country now. In this episode... You know, it's all about like making your being forced to make yourself small for the betterment and the, the livelihood of those you love. I ideally a black man. So this this situation is very much uh, related to what I'm talking about. Is that you have this female character who who made herself small as a wife. You know, she she's a wife. She's a homemaker. She's a mother. She she's she's basically like you know the ideal Betty Crocker. You know, but 
in this episode, you learn, damn, she got she got some hidden figure skills and shit. She over here doing math equations and shit in her head, like in the sky, <laughs> the numbers is floating around and shit. Like, I was like, this is some limitless shit. Uh, so <laughs> she, and this is, you know, that's not even the supernatural part of the show. It's just that she does smart. Yeah. So I was like, okay, smart as hell. I, I always knew black women were smart as fuck. That's why I went to college. It's because I was like, damn, I, the people that I saw that went to college were black women in my family. Um, Black but, women as a demographic are actually one of the most highest educated uh, demographics in the United States. Look it up. Look it up. Acting a damn fool. Shit. Let's see, man. But anyway, so this episode, you you she you see that she's super smart, and then she never got to really utilize these skills as much in her roles that she was kind of pushed into based off of society. But then throughout the episode, she's playing these other roles now, and they're all cool and fantastical, and they you know they they're like she has like this whole awakening. And it's just very empowering, and it felt like a it felt like a Disney movie. It felt like uh, I don't know a superhero movie. All these things combined into one, uh, and it was just it was good. It was yeah. it was great. Um, and they used a little bit of historical elements and some some characters and people you might you might know about if you if you know your history of black women. And uh, it's just cool to see all that happen um, because it's like these stories. Do not get told. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I have to deal with, you know, the Hills and Gossip Girl and Gilmore Girls and Girl Girls and Girl 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 Girls. All these shows about girls and I ain't never seen a black girl, an Asian girl, a Latina girl, anything in them shows. And I'm like, what? You mean to tell me when the show's about girls, it's only white girls? Or they're in it, but they're supporting character yeah, and their identity is kind of, you know, yeah. not part of the show. Some bullshit. And then they talk about, well, they love their sketchers because they don't have a Prada backpack type bullshit. Uh, which is the 10 things I heard about you right now. But I, yeah, it's just great seeing this show that is led by a black woman. You got black women directing episodes. You got black women writing the episodes. You got black women starring in the episodes. All different shades. You got large black women and thin black women and tall black women, light-skinned black women, lesbian black women, straight black women. But I'm like, yes, this shit, this is what we need. This, because... I'm telling you, when you get this representation of these very subordinated groups and identities, right now when I'm talking about black women, and you build them up, it's only going to empower the world, I promise you. Because if this episode is about black women, a black woman making herself small to, to help everyone feel big, imagine what would happen if we made her feel big. Now, she, now you got someone big helping us feel bigger. It's yeah. like it only gets better. It, 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 there's no there's no uh, downside to this. There's no downside to end the misogyny, to massage noir. There's no downside to end these things. Yeah. So if if you can check out the show, definitely check out that episode. You know, watch episode seven if you haven't seen the rest of it, or just watch episode seven. Frankly, just go straight to it because it's kind of an anthological show. I mean, like there's there's it, there's a storyline for sure, but some of these episodes are just so. You know, it's such a unique show, the way that it's, you know, constructed. And uh, one thing that I think is cool is, like, I've never read the book that this was based on, but I wouldn't be surprised if Misha Green found a lot of the stories that they tell of black women in, in like, in, and created it and drew it out, you know, from from her own experience and, and from what she was interested in talking about in the story and kind of baked it into this. And, and just, you know, as you watch the show and then as you go out to watch other shows, just remember... Like to seek out voices like Misha Green and other Black women like Issa Rae and Insecure, 
and and watch these shows that that don't get told and that don't get the respect that they deserve because it's just like like how black women in in general don't get the respect that they deserve. It's time to start. It's time to start paying yes. them some respect. And, w- and women overall don't get don't get the respect. But I'm not Amen. here right now to talk about all women. We're here to talk about black women. So <laughs> for this episode, that's, we'll, we'll that's what there. it is. Yep. All right. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.